Welcome back, everyone, to episode 91 of the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm Andy, and Coyle is my true name, Nemesis. Oh, you don't have uh, protection against me. No way. I do. No. I do. 100%. You can't, you can't touch me. I'm just going to have to do effects that affect all players instead. Okay, per- perfect. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Mike, and I like my time like I like my ham. Like you like your ham? Um cooked nope glazed no not glazed time how do you like your time i like my time like i like my ham spiraled oh that was way better <laughs> i can't believe i just did that <laughs> intro <laughs> please listen carefully oh this is the podcast where we talk about all things magic the gathering but mostly commander so this past week, if you're a patron, um, we did post the Gerard Golgari Lichlord deck tech for February. Um, and then if you're in the Discord, um, we posted that in the patron lounge. So go check that out. I had I had a really good time actually putting that deck list together because um, it made it so that I I organized all my cards in my, in Architect yeah. by like win con and what fills the graveyard and what I'm going to do to reanimate cards. And um, I think I'm going to start using um, the custom categories more often. There was a lot of discussion on Twitter about that. And it just makes it so much easier to track what you actually have in your deck. Yeah, no, totally agree. It made, it, you know, last week we did the Villas deck tech and mm-hmm. being able to, I know, I know Dan gave us uh, his deck list in a, on a different website, but we transferred it over to architect and categorize it. It just makes it so much easier to look at. So much easier. So if you're not using those custom categories on architect, uh, get on that. Yeah. Um, Andy, I have a deck building problem because I keep building new decks. Uh, What'd you build this time? So I brewed up a <laughs> Jeskai partners deck um, that I should be able to get built up into paper pretty easily. This is Livio Oathsworn Sentinel. Okay. Combined with Ludovic Necro Alchemist. So is this your first Jeskai deck? Yeah, I think it is. I, I can't okay. think of I think I wanted to build Elsha and then um Nick built it instead. Or something yep. like that. So yeah, so Livio, it's uh ETB trigger um deck. Uh, in Jeskai, and I really I I liked the fact that Livio can exile things and then bring them back at will on creatures. Um, I was trying to find as many Howling Mind effects as I could on creatures, so that I could just have them on my board during my turn and then exile them on everyone else's turn. There's not many in creature form though, so I had to take advantage of the ETB a lot a lot more. But that sounds fun. like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. I know that um, the only Jeskai deck that I really had built previously was, um, you know, Narset, Enlightened mm-hmm. Master, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just it's not really what I want to be doing with friends anymore. Sure, <laughs> it's just, I I got to do it. It it it, it had its reign. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see that. And I, you don't see Ludvek too often. No, no, you don't. And because I, I think it's because it's like a global effect. So everyone has a chance to draw cards there. And uh, people will probably be playing Ludovic's Opus over this so that they only get the effect of drawing cards when people cast their second spell of the turn. But three mana, give some group hug that goes around and I can exile it with Livio in case people are getting too much advantage from it. Right. No, and those decks are really nice when, you, when you're giving someone else advantage. They don't think, I mean... You, you become less of an issue because it's like, well, Coil's helping me. Yeah. Yeah, less of yeah. a target for sure. Don't, don't come Less of a target. 
For sure. Um, I also, um, I was gifted um, this past week from um, Ginger Joe a Lunar New Year promo of Sethron Herloon General and, and its uh, awesome Minotaur token for the Year of the Ox. So thank you so much for that. I played that on our stream last week. Uh, and I think that was the best that that, that deck has, has really ever performed. I don't think I've ever lived at one life for so long. In, I in should game. have swung at you with an extra creature. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't because I didn't want to do that. And I was like, well, next time I'm just going to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that if I had taken you out just a little earlier, you wouldn't have been giving so many of those spirit tokens to, to other people. Yeah. And I don't, you know, we, you know, live and learn hindsight is 2020 um but i love that sethron deck um and it makes me want to play it more often but also this is the first foreign language card that i've ever put into a deck and i think our former host brian would be very proud of me yeah but it's not in japanese though. it's not in japanese but it's in it's it's in a foreign language That's um true. but it's probably one of the most beautiful arts that i've seen in a really long time it's it is nice. the coolest promo yeah it really is it's it's a very very generous of ginger joe um Jealous, for sure. Yes, thank you so much for sending that. And then one other item was I recorded another episode of Kraken for a Cause with Mr. Bevers. Um, that episode is going to be out in May. Um, so it's not out yet, and I'm not going to spoil anything um, about what we opened or the stipulation or um, the causes at this time. Um, but as soon as that's out, we will share with everyone. I am very excited um, to give back. And... Um, Go check out his channel. Um, I was on it. Actually, I think the second Kraken for a Cause in his series of Kraken for a Cause is the one that I was on a long time ago. Now, for those who might not be familiar, when when you say Kraken for a Cause, you're talking about cracking packs and not giant sea serpents, right? Correct. So it is not Krakens for a Cause, um, although I would like to see that. We are cracking packs with the stipulation. Um, so I, uh, the last stipulation that I was in was a uh, Magic Origins pack, and the stipulation was the longest flavor text. Ah. Um, so we each open a pack of cards live, and then um, essentially what happens is the person who, uh, if you win, the other person donates to your charity. Um Spoiler alert, we, we both wanted to donate to each other's charity. So everyone uh, really is the winner. Um, I did lose that. I did lose that. So um, tune into the next one to see if I win or lose. And then um, if we both donate this time again, spoiler alert, we both donate regardless. So um, <laughs> not, not giving too much away. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And then um, if you... Um, would like to see that patron deck tech that I actually talked about uh, earlier, the Dragogar Lichlord deck, um, you can head to patreon.com slash the Guardian Project Pod and donate for any dollar amount. We appreciate um, all of your support and anything that you can throw our way. And if you're looking for another way to support the podcast, real simple, whatever you are listening to the podcast on currently, if you could hit a like, follow our channel. Uh, If you're on YouTube, you hit that bell icon so that you can uh, get notifications when we upload new videos, whether it is our Commander VODs from our Thursday night streams or our uh, weekly podcasts. Uh, You'll get those updates. Uh, Leave a comment. Uh, on any of our videos or podcasts, we would love to improve the podcast for you, uh, our listeners. Uh, so we'd really, really appreciate that. Yes. Tell us when I pay too much for cards because I, I do that. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> when we miss triggers, because that is very easy to do in Commander. Uh, Coil, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're going to talk about all things Time Spiral. So Time Spiral Remastered. Time new, Spiral Remastered. Yeah, new set coming out. We're going to talk about um, some of the cards uh, that are on the bonus sheet, the time-shifted cards. We're going to talk about some of the, the reprints that we're going to get that are heavily needed. Um, so yeah, all things Time Spiral Remastered today. All right. Would you like to uh, spiral out of control with me? Oh, I do every day. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about Time Spiral Remastered from new, new, I guess, new reprints, um, and then new art, old borders, um, lots of good stuff happening with the set. Um, uh, not one that we honestly anticipated or um, saw coming. And initially, I think we both thought, "Who was this for?" Yeah. Um, and and when when things were being previewed, you know, I didn't play during Time Spiral. I wasn't sure if it was a set for me or not. Um, I mean, I play a lot of cards from it. Um, but I think the more that we saw of it, um, the more it kind of grew on me. And so um, this past week, uh, Mark Rosewater posted an article uh, talking about uh, the test of Time Spiral remastered and and really what the plan was. Right. So um, the what they came up with was they were trying to really capture the essence of a block that came with a fun limited experience and to really give players access to cards that, um, you know, they were, they were interested in having, um, while, you know, taking a look at, at cards from the past. And, um, when they were designing this, they actually looked at, um, their, uh, Tempest remastered, which I believe was an MTGO only, um, remaster, which was kind of, um, boiling down cards from an entire block, um, uh, which I think the previous time was Tempest, Stronghold, and Exodus. Um, and it went over really well, so they wanted to try it again, and this time they, they're using Time Spiral. So um, they, they knew there were a lot of things they needed to bring back. And um, specifically in the article, they talk about um, bringing uh, 43 slivers, uh, which were introduced in the Time Spiral block, but that it was just too much. Um, because they had to kind of condense all of the sets together uh, into one. So uh, one of the changes specifically is that um, they are only going to show slivers in red, green, and white this time. Um, there are some multicolor slivers that have blue and or black in them, um, but they had to they had to restrict those um, this time around. Did not. Um, Gotta, I guess I didn't think had, about the fact that slivers were such a big part of Time Spiral initially. Yeah, they had to dial it back on the slivers a little bit there. They yes, yes. And then another card didn't know was such a you know a nuisance the first time around, um, but they they said if you played or drafted during the Time Spiral oh my gosh Time Spiral block, you knew what card they were talking about, and apparently it's Sprout Swarm. Yeah, so I keep convoke, hearing that too. Yeah, Convoke and Buyback. Um, so you can tap your creatures to help pay for the cost of Sprout Swarm, and then you can um, 
buy it back for three to put it back in your hand and you make a one one sapperling and they said it was a common in future site and it was one of their um mix and match keyword or um i'm sorry mix and match cards that took a non-evergreen keyword that hadn't appeared in the same block and kind of put those things together so convoke and buyback seemed like they would work really well together the problem was that it, it went on to become a major problem in draft um, because it was near impossible to beat once it got going because once you created enough sapperling tokens they were able to create create more sapperlings without actually needing to spend any mana. Mm -hmm. So you you were doing whatever it was that you needed to do, but then casting Sprout Swarm essentially for free on top of continu continuing your game. Mm -hmm. So I guess the design team, they tried to move to uncommon. It was still an issue. So the card was moved to rare. It was still causing problems. They considered mythic rare for it, but that it was, it was causing more problems than it was worth. So they actually just pulled Sprout Swarm from the set. Can you imagine if Sprout Swarm went from common to mythic? That would be hilarious, honestly. Honestly, yeah, it just it was such a big issue that it was completely cut. Um, so uh, they they said that another thing was the other decision related was uh, related to the color pie. Um, they said time spiral block is famous for messing with the color pie. Time spiral, for example, has a lot of cards that reference abilities that um, used to be in certain colors but no longer were. Planar Chaos had alternate reality theme where the color pie was executed differently, and then Future Sight teased possible future executions of the color pie, some of which really have you know haven't come to fruition. Um, and they said that it was something that was popular, and and they decided to leave it in because that was that was kind of the craziness of the time spiral block. So we still get to see some of that. Um, but then we get this bonus sheet. So we are going to be seeing cards, uh, 121 cards that are printed uh, for the first time um, in the 8th edition frame, or I guess in the original Magic frame that changed for the first time in 8th edition. So uh, every card reprinted on the Time Spiral sheet was from before that change. That bonus sheet had one slot in each booster and had a purple expansion symbol. Um, in Planar Chaos, they were time-shifted sheet of 45 cards. Future Sight had 81. So we're going to have 121 that we're going to see. Um, and obviously, we'll talk a little bit about that. But they kept, you know, they focused on a few things here, right? So they said, is it from Time Spiral Block's future? Every card uh, has to have been a card that hasn't appeared in the pre-8th edition frame and was not part of the Time Spiral Block. And then the other question uh, was, is it currently played in a format? And so the design team looked for cards that were the mo in the most played formats, Commander, Modern, Pioneer. And then they focused on prioritizing popular commanders. So we'll talk about that. And then um, if it played really well in the limited theme. So that is really where Time Spiral Remastered come from and, and, or comes from. And then um, this is probably going to be a test uh, and if it works out well, we may be able to see other remastered sets uh, in paper because this is the first time it's coming out in paper. Yeah, super, super exciting. Now that so, we know everything that we're going to get. Now that we know everything we're going to get, we're certainly going to talk about it. So, Coyle, what um, what mechanics are we seeing return? Because this is a huge list. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we have uh echo flanking flashback morph shadow split second suspend and vanishing and those are only the mechanics that are going to show up more than one time um, because you also have single card use uh mechanics like absorb buyback convoke cycling delve hellbent kicker madness poisonous storm and transmute so it's 
uh, a lot, I guess. Is, it's uh, a lot of mechanics out. in a single set, um, which is, I guess, how I guess it felt when people initially played with Time Spiral. So oh. we're going to see, I mean, probably less often you're going to be playing with that treasure cruise for Delve, right? Oh, yeah. You're not, <laughs> you're not going to be casting Storm. Right. You're not going to convoke or, or buy back too many cards, apparently, at this point. Um, so... We're going to see a lot of those, but let's talk about these uh, these time shifted cards. Coil, tell yeah. us tell us about the the, the time shifted cards and what we're going to find. All right, so time shifted cards are all going to be uh, cards located on what's called a bonus sheet. And the bonus sheet, um, some people are comparing to like the um, the list from set boosters, but it's actually better than that. One card in every single pack is going to be from this bonus sheet, as uh, Andy alluded to before. Um, they are in the old border, the pre eighth edition border, um, and there are some pretty sweet reprints that are going on here. You know, a lot of people are going to look at these cards just from um, the aesthetic view. These are all reprints, um, and some people are going to hate how these cards look. Cough, cough, Andy, cough, cough. Hey, it's not my favorite frame. But I like the cards that are being reprinted, so I'm not going to be mad if I open one, right? That's right. That's right. Especially if you're going to open one in uh, foil. So there is a chance that you are going to be able to open these cards in foil. Um, There is, uh, according to a uh, Star City Games article, um, they were quoting... Uh, Nelson Brown, WPN rep from Wizards of the Coast, confirmed that the drop rate on time-shifted foils is one in every 27 packs. Um, And as a reference, that is a little bit more rare than getting a foil rare, but less rare than getting a foil mythic. So uh, I did watch Gavin Verhey's Good Morning Magic this morning, where he did open the first box of Time Spiral Remastered, and he ended up pulling, uh, spoiler, pause now if you don't want to hear, a foil mystic confluence which looked really really good (laughs) so all the foilings on these old cards will have that shooting star uh foil marker on there which i think is really cool oh yeah that's the old yeah the old watermark that was used on the pre-modern set foils so um i you know i i'm curious to see what the price ends up being for these foils i'm a huge fan of foils i mean we've, we've talked about that many times um Right now, the prices are astronomical for yeah. uh, for 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 foils. Um, like I think what I saw earlier was that that the Yogmoth Thran, Thran physician is uh, like already over one hundred and fifty dollars, and then I, I've seen cards nearing nearing three hundred dollars. Um, I didn't go look too much more because I'm not gonna pre-order that myself um, for for a card in an old border. Um, but I guess if you open one, and it's supposed to be like they said, one every twenty-seven packs, so it's probably about one a booster box. You mm-hmm. might get lucky and have two. Um, it, I mean, maybe make your money back on the box that way, right? I mean, if you open the right one, <laughs> yeah. I guess the the problem is if you open the wrong one, and then you're not even close to getting there. But I think these are going to. Fa- I mean, I think the Panharmonicon is going to be worth the most. Panharmonicon in the old artifact. Uh, frame i think is probably gonna in my opinion my my non-professional opinion the (laughs) most the most expensive foil from this set i mean we know just from trying to pick it up uh here and there you know at some local game stores that this set is not being printed as much definitely not as much as a standard set i wouldn't say as much as a supplemental set either 
um, like a like a like a, a master set or anything. Um, so it's going to be difficult to find. Honestly, I would expect like jumpstart prices right from the get go. Uh, mm-hmm. If these weren't all reprints, I mean, jumpstart had unique cards, but um, these artwork cards. Very interesting to see uh, what would happen. I mean, you have cards, um, like they said when when introducing Time Spiral, when they were choosing these cards for the bonus sheet, they were looking at all different types of formats. And you might have some, uh, I mean, I'm going to call them whales out there. You might have some whales that are looking to pick up a play set of foil Thoughtseize in this old border for their modern deck or something. Um, I think commander players are only going to be picking up one copy of, of some of these cards and some of the really exciting right. cards, like the legendary creatures that they have in here. Yeah. Yeah. There's 30 legendary creatures in time spiral remastered. Um, you know, some of the more popular ones, um, you know, are, are feather, Arcades, the strategist, uh, Tassiker, the golden fang, Yogma, three physician, Lush who smiles at death, Slimefoot, the stowaway, and Talran Sky Summoner are are just some of them. And those decks on EDH Rec all have over twelve hundred plus. I mean, Feather has over three thousand decks. Um, Yogmoth eighteen, you know, just just shy of nineteen hundred. So um, they definitely focused on Commander here, um, and 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 are giving giving us a lot of cards to to add in in these old frames. Yeah, for sure. And then um, just one little tidbit that I really, really enjoy on these old frames is any of the cards that have uh, mechanics that you can activate while they're in the graveyard. So like Flashback or Dredge or something like that. They have the little tombstone next to the They brought the, the tombstone back. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I very much enjoy that. So... Um, Looking at, at, you know, circling back one more item uh, or topic before we move on to another another item is is uh, Relentless Rats in Foil. What do we think that's going to end up being? <laughs> it's probably going to be... If you need 30 old border foil Relentless Rats, how much is someone willing to pay for 30 of them in a deck? I think, I think they're going to be like 10 <laughs> to 15 bucks a piece. Oh, so wow. you're going to get 30 of them. It's going to set you back like... Yeah, like three hundred, no, three thousand dollars. Is that how that works? If you need thirty and they're at ten, you add the zeros together. Yeah, so it's just three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Just for your relentless rats. But if they are thirty dollars, <laughs> then you you have to spend a lot more money. <laughs> I would suggest you not build the deck with thirty foil old border but, relentless rats. But if you do, I mean, show it off. I just really hope that these don't end up being <laughs> Pringles. Then these foils, uh, you know, that a lot of people are wondering if they are going to be. So that it, you know, with with old modern sets, right? There were some. When I say modern sets, I mean like modern master sets. Um, there were some, you know, complaints with the the actual cardstock, and then we changed cardstock, and then there was curling um it'd be great if we can get to the point where all foils were done like the um etched foil uh whatever whatever they had to do for those etched foils should be what they do on all foils yeah i mean it doesn't have to be that etched kind of frosted look although i like it just make it so they don't bend anymore (laughs) 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 can we do just do that although i put them in decks um and I just know that unfortunately one of my one of my Commander Legends cards is coming up now. Oops. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, maybe every pack should just come with a small vice so that you can put all your cards in that vice and bend them back the way that they need to be. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we have we have 14 cards here that got new art this time around. Um, so we wanted to talk about these. Uh, some of the the more popular cards um, getting new border, um, I guess for me at least, and, and what I've seen online, uh, Search for Tomorrow, getting a new artwork here. Um, it, it's somebody coming out of like a little portal into like a really pretty kind of a grove area with a waterfall. It reminds me of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the kind of portal. Ex- yeah, Exactly the portal Doctor Strange would make. Um, I don't know if this is representing someone specifically, um, but I, this artwork and foil, even, you know, this is top notch. This is my favorite new artwork. Um, Which one did you like of the new artworks? I really like, although I only play it in one deck and it's a CDH deck that I don't bring out that much. I really like Magus of the Moon. The Magus of the Moon artwork is beautiful in my opinion. It's yeah. like an actual person standing on a mountain. You know, I can't tell what the previous Magus of the Moon actually is. Is it? Is it a? Is it a person? It says human wizard, but I can't really tell. Oh, you know what? Okay, they're they're looking to the the left. They've got like a brooch on, and I think that's what throws me. Is I always think that this is like a flower. Oh yeah, because okay, so the thing going down is their left arm, so they're definitely yes. looking to the left. And yes, they have, they they're have holding a, a staff. They have a very strange contraption, like a like like what Bane would wear in from Batman or something. Maybe you know what's an, funny is, is I had mage. never really looked at this artwork this in depth until until you said your favorite artwork is the new Magus of the moon. I was like, why is that your favorite? But I guess it is completely different. It's very, very, I mean, other than the giant red moon in the back where round, but even then it's like, it's very harsh, uh, very detailed moon in the old printing. And in the new one, it's a little bit more washed out. It's softer on the eyes. It's uh, it gets me a little bit, you know, red under the collar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another one that I really like here is Angel's Grace. And I think I might like it just because I like this card. Um, so again, it's kind of got that like the split in half uh, artwork where one is like very like it's got a lot of yellow light and it's it's a little holy there um, with, with monsters or something happening on the other side. So this is a really great reprint, actually. Split second, you can't lose the game this turn. Your opponents can't win the game. Um, and until on a turn, damage that would reduce your life total below one reduces it to zero. So um, I like this reprint. It looks like, um, I mean, they kept the same, the same, like, a nod to the original artwork is mm-hmm. it's very similar. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I totally like it, especially since the old art makes me think that uh, my Venusaur is using solar beam from the bottom left hand corner of the artwork. That is exactly what it sounds like. You know, when you say solar beam, I can hear solar beam. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can hear hyper beam at solar. There's just, you know, you know, Pokemon was uh, my life when I grew up. So. Did they have mm-hmm. different sounds in the um, 16-bit I, version on the Game Boy? I don't know if they were different sounds, but I just, I can hear them, and yeah. I think they're very similar, yeah. <laughs> and I would try to recreate it, but I know I would fail at it, <laughs> but it's 
It's very good sound. You know, the other one that I'm really excited about getting another artwork on here is Delay. So I actually play Delay in my Noyan Dar deck. Um, I have it in foil. This time we've got uh, like two people standing under a shield kind of deflecting things like rocks and electricity or energy of some sort coming at them. As opposed to what I describe as um, the old artwork of like a, a an ogre stepping through broken glass. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a, there's a ton of suspend cards that look like that from from this era or from this block. So it's nice to see the opposite shielding themselves with time, shielding with time as opposed to making this ogre step awkwardly through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to cut their foot up, but I guess they're trying to slow down that scary ogre. So maybe they do want it to cut its foot up. Yeah, that's be fine if they cut. I mean, I don't think their intention is to cut. And if they do, it's a bonus okay okay sure <laughs> and then um the new the the other one that i play is safi eric's daughter so uh safi has another artwork and so safi is um one of those cards that is related to another so that's that's hans uh from ak hans run so hans was actually a card that had come out in uh, Commander Legends, uh, Hans Eriksson, both by Ryan Pancoast. And it sounds like they were commissioned together, but split up for different products. And I didn't notice it until I had seen them talk about it. But on Hans Eriksson that came out in Commander Legends, Safi is actually standing in the back of that artwork. Mm -hmm. And in Safi's artwork, Hans is running away in the back of this one. So they were commissioned together. Um, but then they ended up being separated, um, and now we finally got the second one um, for for the two artworks to to kind of shine together. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I know I really like the new artwork on the Miri the Cursed. Uh, it's not a card that I play in any deck, and it's actually not a card I even see people play in Commander very often. I've I've never seen it cast. Um, but it's, I mean, it could be a pretty cool mono black uh, Voltron uh, creature just because it has haste. So flying first strike haste, uh, three two vampire cat that whenever it deals combat damage to a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Uh, for four mana, two black black. I just really like the story behind Miri the Cursed. Um, learning about how, so the the opposite card to this would be Crovax the Cursed. And uh, so what it is, is in this particular block, there was two different uh, timelines that happened. And in a uh, pivotal moment between Crovax and Miri, um, Crovax in the actual timeline decided to be the one to go kill Selenia, the Dark Angel. I think she okay. was being like, she was like an angel for the Cabal basically. Um, and got cursed because of it. And then in this new storyline, uh, this alternate storyline, Miri is the one that actually ends up killing Selenia, and Miri is the one that becomes cursed. So uh, if you like lore, um, you'd like a card like this with some brand new artwork. Yeah. No, th these cards, are th the new artwork cards are... I just like when when you have options, yeah. um, you know, and rounding out the remainder of the cards, I had new art. We have Blade of the Sixth Pride, Chromatic Star, uh, Logic Knot, Mangara of Corridor, Orcish Cannonade, uh, Simeon Spirit Guide, Spellburst, and Street Wraith. So there were a total of uh, fourteen new card or fourteen cards with new artwork. And honestly, I see quite a few of these. Um, these cards played all over. So I think they hit the nail on the head with cards that are popular in multiple formats. 
uh, being put into this set. It's a little disappointing that Simeon Spirit Guy got banned in Modern right before it got reprinted. So but. I did see that as well. A lot of folks were saying, oh my gosh, this is awkward. But you can still play it in in um, you know other formats. And sure. The artwork's really, really cool. Yeah. It's a, a big old gorilla kind of standing at the edge of a cliff. Dude, the the uh, flavor text on there, I think, is really Yeah, so it's rarely worth questioning where the mana comes from. Just be grateful. <laughs> from Jaya Ballard Taskmate. That's right. So just so you know, all mana comes from giant gorillas. <laughs> you know, ape spirits, they bring the mana. You know, apes, apes, the- apes together strong, baby. oh boy all right so the next the next item we want to get to is our favorite reprints and uh coil why don't you go ahead and start us off with our with your your number one favorite reprint from this set i mean i know you put it on the list but i'm gonna say it yeah i put it on the list because i was prepping so that i already (laughs) had your notes ahead of time so i knew some of your notes early yeah so this is uh, my favorite board wipe in all of Magic, and that is Damnation. So two black, black sorcery that says destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. So this is a color-shifted Wrath of God. So instead of two white, white destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated, it's two black, black. So Wrath of God probably would be my favorite white board wipe, but black is better, in my opinion. Um, I, th- I think did- this is our seventh paper printing of this card. Yeah, and it's no, still sixth. Gonna, and it's still gonna be twenty bucks forever. Uh-huh. At minimum. Um I did actually recently, you know, I didn't talk about it in the uh, what happened last week. I did get my Seb McKinnon uh artwork stuff, so I actually do have a cop another copy of Damnation now. So I want another another copy of Damnation. Yeah, it looks like right now, uh Time Spiral Remastered, it, it looks like it's listed for around eighteen bucks. But this card is great. I do own one, so I do shift it between decks, but this is a this is a solid card um for those folks that don't have it. And um hopefully we can we can get a few more in uh in the rotation here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh I think I'm really excited about um Pact of Negation. I mean, it's not my number one. Um, I don't have like a, a number one here. But Pact of Negation's great. It's a free counter spell, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, pay five, so three blue blue. If you don't, you lose the game. Um, these cards are really great to have in Commander if you don't have a copy. This card is is pretty expensive. Um, they did print Slaughter Pact, Summoner Pact, and Pact of the Titan. There wasn't an Intervention Pact this time around. Um, but uh, it, I mean, this one's already listed for about 30 bucks, uh, 38 from future site. It's just an expensive card. Cause it's, it's just really great. I mean, early game, you're certainly not going to play it unless you just want to lose <laughs> or you can stifle the upkeep trigger, I guess. Well, I mean, if you're playing, um, a non-commander format like modern or something, and you're comboing off, as long as you know, you're not going to make it to your next turn, you can just use it as a free counter spell. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know what? I don't even know if you can stifle this. What is it stifle, say, counter target spell that's converted mana cost one or one or less? No, no, the ability. Oh. The losing the game. I don't think I even can. Honestly, I'd have to look into it. I'm not that much of a um, a tricksy player, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't pack of negation hoping to get out of it the next turn. But um, really great card. Uh, happy to see it reprinted. Yeah, for sure. Um, next card, um, I think maybe the most impactful reprint just from like a price standpoint. No, maybe not. 
Don't quote me on that, but that's going to be my intro for this card. Uh, We have Gauntlet of Power. So Gauntlet of Power is a five converted mana cost artifact. Uh, well, five generic mana artifact. It says, Gauntlet of Power enters the battlefield, choose a color. Creatures of the chosen color get plus one, plus one. And whenever a basic land is tapped for mana of the chosen color, its controller adds an additional one mana of that color. Um, so this card was like a $20 card for uh, a very long time. Um, it's starting to go down a little bit. I guess it was like 23 bucks, and now it's like 17 or 18 now that it's being reprinted in Time Spiral. I assume the price will go down even a little bit more than that. Very important card for a lot of monocolor strategies. Um, you know, people will play Caged Sun at 6 CMC, which does something very similar. Um, but the only thing better than a Caged Sun is another Caged Sun. Um, this one is a global effect, which is different than Caged Sun, which only affects your stuff. Um, but it is really, really nice in go-wide strategies. The most I see Gauntlet of Power in is probably Mono Red Goblins. Um, but I don't see why it would be any worse in like Mono Green Elves or Mono Black Zombies. So yeah, I you know what's funny? I don't even own a Gauntlet of Power, and I've, and this is the first reprint that's not um or that is of the same artwork. It's technically the second time it's being printed, but the the second time or the third, the second time was a Kaladesh invention. Yeah, so it yeah. wasn't a real reprint. I mean, it it is, but it's not. Right, right. So yeah, it wasn't. It's not an accessible reprint not an accessible price or anything i mean they're still going for like 65 dollars for that invention so yeah yeah no that that's a very pricey card um a card that i'm excited uh to play with um based on what we saw on our stream just a couple of weeks ago is swarm yard uh so this is a land that has tapped to uh produce one uh colorless mana or you can tap it to regenerate target insect, rat, spider, or squirrel. So this was a pretty uh, specific card to be used in specific decks. Mm-hmm. And then Orvar the All Form was printed, and it's a changeling, and uh, it's really great. I mean, Morophon is a changeling, so it certainly would fit there too. Right. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see this card come up very often. Um, it was getting it was getting very pricey, and this is its first reprint outside of a secret layer drop. So it was in it was in the secret layer drop with the squirrels. Um, it's a twenty dollar card. It looks like it's up for about ten bucks right now. Um, so I will likely be picking up my copy once uh, Time Spiral Remastered comes out. Um, you know, Coil, you, your, your notes had said that that you you might even believe that it's underplayed here. Yeah, um, I, I mean, definitely in like, so I don't, as you just said, I have a Morophon deck. I don't run this in my Morophon deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's some different reasons why I don't. Sometimes I like my Morophon to die so that I can recast it. Um, but I just think uh, people are only looking at Swarm Yard for insect, rat, spider, or squirrel decks, which aren't very plentiful <laughs> at all uh, when they really should be looking at changeling decks. Um, or if you just have an important changeling um, in your deck, if you're playing Atla Palani and you need your mirror entity to survive, I mean, what's one colorless mana? It comes into play untapped, just saying. So, uh, we should do a whole episode on Swarm Yard. <laughs> I mean, we could, but we probably could. I don't know if we should. <laughs> I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to play with Swarm Yard. I don't own a copy. Um, if I can get my hands on one in foil, that'd be even better. Yeah. Um, so another card, uh, mono black card that I really, really love. I know 
we already went over damnation being a mono black card. Um, I skipped a mono blue card because I wasn't going to talk about all my mono blue cards in a row. Yeah. I, it, that's what it, uh, you know, that's probably a good strategy. Um, I have no shame. <laughs> so Nether Trader, <laughs> Nether Trader is being reprinted uh, at rare here. So this is a uh, black black for a one one spirit with haste and shadow. This says whenever another creature is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay a black. And if you do return Nether Trader from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this is a really good way um, to just like constantly uh, recur an extra body, do one more damage with a hasty unblockable creature, pseudo unblockable, but pretty much unblockable with shadow. Unless another opponent has a bunch of creatures with shadow. Maybe you're playing... um, uh, Marisi Breaker of the Coil is where yeah. I play all my shadow creatures. Yeah, so you're going to be the one person who can block my Nether Trader. Um, yep. but, but this particular card is really good. Like I said, that you, where you're trying to get extra death triggers. Um, so maybe in a Tasa Karlov deck, um, particularly good in a Kirik deck because you can pay two life rather than the black to bring it back to the battlefield. Maybe you can end up netting mana with a Phyrexian Arena or something. So um, Nether Trader is just one of those like combo pieces uh, that had never seen a reprint before. This is the first reprint. It was going for about $14. You could pick up uh, one of the older copies for $9. The new copy is listed for like $12. I think it's probably going to go down from there. Um, and it's really only seeing play in Commander. So... Look to pick up a copy after it comes out. Yeah. Uh, you know, the next card that I want to talk about is is another one of those cards. It, it's a great card. I just think it was at that price point where some some folks would probably say, mm, is it really necessary? And that's Venser, Shaper, Savant. So Venser is a 2-2 wizard for four that has flash. And when it enters the battlefield, return target speller permanent to its owner's hand. So you can, um, it doesn't actually counter spells, but you can return um a permanent or a spell that's on the stack to someone's hand. Um, it doesn't counter. It just puts it back in their hand. If it's a copy of a spell, it just really just, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's a great card. You know, it, it's on, it's on um, TCG player. You can find it for around um, like 10 bucks, 14 bucks, uh, depending on your set. Um, but right now it looks like it's around uh, eight bucks. So it's at that point where, you know, if, if that's where you're at, Venser might be a great pickup or to trade, you know, a couple cards into it. Um, I know when, when cards start getting to around 14 bucks, I go, is it absolutely necessary? Cause yeah. I could maybe pick up two, you know, two, five, six, maybe $7 cards, you know, instead of one $14 card. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I particularly like the artwork that they have on this one, though, the original artwork for Venser that makes him look like uh, Jinzo from Yu-Gi-Oh, if you understand that reference. I don't, but it's also the first Venser Shaper Savant that's in the new uh, Legendary Creature Border. Um, so it's got the that new, the the really fancy kind of uh, the the artwork on the top of the card. It is the first time we're seeing that because it was in Modern Masters 17, which didn't have that, and then it was in From the Vault 20. Other than that, it was just Future Sight. So it's our fourth reprint, uh, but first time in that Legendary Creature Border. So uh, big fan of that. I love that border. Yeah. Um, the only request that I have is you don't play this card with Omniscience and Panharmonicon and bounce uh, everything to their owner's hand every time they try to cast a spell. That's all. That's all I ask. Okay. I'll put that deck together for you. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next card that uh, I'm excited to see is Keen Sense. 
I don't play this card in any deck ever, and I didn't know this card existed until Time Spiral Remastered started really? getting announced. Yeah, didn't know, didn't know about it at all. See, this the, the were the people that they want they want to see some of these cards, right? We gotta look, we gotta look back at some of these old stuff. That's right. <clears throat> so Keen Sense is a one green enchantment aura. It says enchant creature. Whenever enchanting creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. You might think that sounds really, really familiar, and that's because uh, there's a card called Curiosity for one blue that's an enchant creature aura. It says whenever enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Um, so this is just a time-shifted Curiosity. Uh, this actually does depict the pivotal moment between um, Miri and Krovax, where Krovax ends up leaving and Miri goes to go kill Selenia. Um, which is also kind of interesting because the original artwork for the card Curiosity has Miri spying on Krovax as he's going to go kill Selenia. So it's kind of like a complete opposite thing. And uh, I don't think there's any um, like commanders that can really take advantage of this card the same way that Niv-Mizzet can take advantage of Curiosity. And maybe that's why... Oh no, why... this one is... This is a Slimefoot All-Star. Oh, okay. I could see that. I could see that. Yep. So Slimefoot would deal one damage to each opponent and you draw three cards. And if you have a sack outlet, you can almost go infinite with Keen Sense. Nice. If you're making... If you're making... Uh, let, let's say you have an Ashnod's Altar... Um, you know, an ability to double double your creature. To- I mean, it's a whole thing. You know, Slimefoot is one of those decks that has, it's like, oops, I made an engine. This yeah. is one of those cards that are part of the oops, I made an engine in Slimefoot. And that's the only deck that I'm familiar with that has that. Um, but I loved that card. You know, it's funny. I played Slimefoot for probably two years and I don't know if I ever cast it, but it was in the deck the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever saw you cast it, quite honestly. I mean, I played that deck probably like 20, 30 times. Absolutely. No, great card. Um, and I did not know that this card showed showed that actual part of the story. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, And if you particularly don't like the uh, the way that the old Keen Sense looked with the Future Sight kind of different border and everything, this one has normal border. So you have that going for you. It's got the modern border. The next card. Let's talk about one that this is our our uh, a really a really really great reprint. Uh, Gemstone Caverns. So I actually own a copy of this because it was really when we were trying to build for Commander League, I needed like a little more oomph. So Gemstone Caverns is a land that says if it's in your opening hand and you are not the starting player, you can begin with it on the battlefield with a luck counter on it. And if you do, you exile just another card from your hand. So this is a pregame effect, which is really cool. And then it taps to add a colorless, but if it has a luck counter on it, it instead adds one mana of any color. So it, it's, it's not a bad you know card if you draw it later in the game but it can just be really great early because you kind of get out the gate running yeah i don't see this card uh played very much the last time i actually saw it play so i've i know people play it in commander because having one mana having one mana on turn zero is fantastic um i saw it most uh when the uh neoform allosaurus rider modern deck was going around um, okay. And it actually, they sideboarded Gemstone Caverns in if you won the first game so that you for sure were the second player and you weren't going first. So you have the opportunity to actually put it on the battlefield with Gemstone Caverns. So it's, it's I mean, it's a very niche card, but um, it's cool. I mean, I like it. Yeah. And, you know, right now it's listed around 
like 55 bucks and it looks like the new one's down just under 40. So, um, you know, 15, 15 plus dollars that, I mean, that that's a significant drop. I don't know how much further it's going to drop. It is, it is a mythic in this set. Yeah. Um, but I'm here for it and I, I would absolutely pick up this if I could get a copy of this in foil. Yeah. I don't have that in foil. Yeah. And, and it's a legendary land with legendary border in case that's something that you're looking for too. Hey, Niambi could go for some more legendary lands. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, big, uh, big price alert, big price alert. Where, where, where next card we're talking about sliver legion. Um, so sliver legion is a seven, seven sliver for Wooberg, white, blue, black, red, green. Uh, mm-hmm. That says all sliver creatures get plus one plus one for each other sliver on the battlefield. Um, so if you wanted to pick up a, a copy of Sliver Legion from Future Sight today, it would uh, you can pick one up for as low as eighty dollars on TCG Player. Uh, market price is one hundred and four. <laughs> so I only assume uh, before Time Spiral, before this was announced, it was being reprinted in Time Spiral that it was going for over a hundred dollars. Um, one other printing besides that, a judge promo that you can pick up for $150. Um, so really nice to see this reprinted. Maybe you don't want to see this reprinted because you don't want to see more sliver decks, but this is one of the last slivers that I needed for my Morophon Everything tribal deck. So I'm really happy to see it get reprinted. And maybe I'll be able to finally pick up a copy for my my buy-in price would be under $50 would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, Sliver Legion, uh, real expensive, but I don't run slivers, but you don't really run slivers either. You run them because you're running all all creature, you know, legendary creature types, That's I guess, right. or just legendary creature tribal, and it just so happens that all of those slivers are really good. They're really, really good, yeah. <laughs> um, the last card that I have is actually not a card that is a big uh, price spike, uh, or uh, I guess something that's going to save us um, a lot of money because it's not a card that is played very often anymore. Just one that has um, some fond memories from when I had first learned how to play modern and played a really silly deck, um, but it's Restore Balance. So Restore Balance is a uh, sorcery with suspend. Um, it doesn't have a CMC printed on it because it can only be suspended. So the card says that it is white and it has suspend six for one white. And it says at the beginning of each, uh, or each player chooses a number of lands, he or she controls equal to the number of lands controlled by the player who controls the fewest. And then they sacrifice the rest and they just continue um, doing this with creatures and then discarding cards the same way. So uh, it was, I played, I played really a, a deck with Restore Balance in Modern. Um, it was not a good deck. I went to an SCG event with it. I did not do well, but it just brings back some good memories. It's going from $4 to $3 now. <laughs> Is it, was it, was it restore balance with greater Gargadon and you sacrificed all of your mm-hmm. permanents? Oh, that's, yep. that's, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was greater Gargadon and you played like these border posts because you were able to like do things for free and, and yeah. for much cheaper. So it was a really, it was a fun deck for a little while. It was seeing some, seeing some play, um, I, you know, it's it's a mythic here. You certainly want, wouldn't want to see restore balance in every game. So I completely understand why it's not um, not a lower rarity. <laughs> yeah. In case you want to use that combo, uh, Greater Gargadon also is printed at times probably you'll be able to draft that combo, hopefully, and uh, make some enemies while playing with your friends. Is it? Oh, wait, is it also being reprinted here? I guess I didn't even look to see if Greater Gargadon was actually being reprinted in this set. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. Yep. It sure is. So suspend 10 
Sack an artifact creature or land, remove a time counter. And it's a 9-7 beast. Yep. So you're going to have a 9-7. Your opponent's not going to have any permanence. It's perfect. Oh, gosh. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I had I actually had two more cards on the list. Uh, okay. One, one of them's kind of just a, a whatever card. So I'll get that one out of the way real quick. Uh, Magus of the Future is being reprinted. Uh, we talked about this in our uh, episode titled Superb Owl, where we talked about the Vega the Watcher deck tech, where Magus of the Future is a very good staple in that deck. I could not find a Magus of the Future at either of my LGSs. Uh, so now that it's being reprinted, maybe I'll be able to pick one up at my LGS and be able to play it in my Vega deck. It's the only reason I wanted to bring up this card. It's not an expensive card. You get it for under a dollar. Um, it didn't need a reprint, but we got one now. So cool. Cool. <laughs> and uh, the last card is one that I just think is a really, really fun card to play in Commander. Um, and I think... Wizards of the Coast knows that too, which is why they gave it a pseudo uh, reprint uh, as well as this reprint, I guess this actual reprint. So this is Stuffy Doll. Uh, So Stuffy Doll is a five mana artifact construct, uh, artifact creature construct. It's a zero one indestructible. This says a Stuffy Doll enters the battlefield, choose a player. Whenever Stuffy Doll is dealt damage, deals that much damage to the chosen player. And then you can tap uh, Stuffy Doll to deal one damage to itself, which will deal one damage to the chosen player. And I say that it got a pseudo uh, reprint because they did print uh, Brash Taunter um, in M21, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, M21. So Brash Taunter is uh, mono red, uh, five converted mana cost, one, one indestructible goblin. It says when it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. And you can pay three and tap it and it fights another target creature. Brash Taunter, you could probably consider a better version of Stuffy Doll. Uh, one, it has one more power than Stuffy Doll, which automatically makes it better. Uh, the the fact that it, it does have color identity does you know make it so that you can't play it in every single deck like you can Stuffy Doll. Uh, but it can fight creatures rather than just deal one damage to itself. Uh, it it does it to a target opponent, so you don't have to choose the opponent all the time uh, with the Stuffy Doll. It gets around hexproof as long as they don't have hexproof before a Stuffy Doll comes on the battlefield. Uh, but if you're looking to have a lot of fun in a draft environment, you'll also be able to draft Shivan Meteor and be able to do 13 damage to a target creature. And you can do 13 damage to your own Stuffy Doll after you put it on the battlefield and name your <laughs> opponent. So I think that's fun. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to be doing in this set. It sounds, it sounds like a blast. And um, again, this is one of those sets. It's unfortunate that it is coming out still in, in during the pandemic. We are, we are still not out of it. So we're not really getting together. Um, you know, be safe if you're going to be doing that. Um, and hopefully, uh, we see lots of, lots of good, um, you know, feedback from this because I would, you know, not be upset to see another remastered set from the past. I don't have anything in particular, but, um, I didn't get to draft a lot because I didn't start you know, back, back, you know, a long time ago. So yeah, for sure, give I mean, me more, give me more of these. And, and I was able to pick up uh, one booster box. So hopefully after, you know, COVID dies down a little bit, we can get together and draft it one time. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all. I'm we got one shot really to do it. And um, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, that's it for our show this week. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. If you want to contact us, you can find our podcast online at theguardianprojectpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at GuardianPod and our gameplay videos on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash theguardianproject. Um, if you want to email us, uh, if you have any uh, topics or suggestions or requests from us, you can email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com. 
I am on Twitter at ATFlory. And I am on Twitter at WormCoilEngine. And of course, we want to give a special thanks to Ryan Nichols, our producer and editor, and to Chris Wolf, who handles all of our graphic design and all of our beautiful thumbnails that you see on our YouTube channel. Um, I guess next week, Andy, you're going to be live on, on, on another show? I may be on another show pretty live. I don't want to spoil it yet. I don't want to spoil it just yet. Um, I, I'm waiting for the confirmation, but you know, you may see me live hanging out with some some of our friends of the show uh, real soon. So we will give you an official update as soon as that is happening. Um, and that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with episode 92. 92. Goodbye. Bye-bye.